Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Post Analog Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in for this week's show. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Go to the website on your phone, join and receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use your promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag is where the game starts. I'm good. Like, I, I'm not drunk. I'm like, I just... I'm I, functional I'm buzz. functional buzz. Like, I just, I'm having a good time. That's it. So, post-analog three, season three. Season three. As I stand corrected... With three white claws, but now we're on our fourth. Fourth one, yeah. Um, we just recorded like decompression mm-hmm. music and music that just makes us feel good or yeah. de-stress. And you brought up so for this topic, we're gonna talk about like nostalgia music. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about like with hip hop heads from the nineties, mm-hmm. as you adjust to new, you feel like you. You don't know where to be where it's like, should I be a tribe head still? Because there's so much new music, new producers. Yeah. And then you had a very interesting um, it, it a light bulb statement in regards. I'm going to paraphrase it mm-hmm. where, you know what? I just rediscovered or reloved the music of our time. Yes. Um. So in the previous episode, we were talking about Sade Maureen. Yeah. But I'm curious, like, what made you decide to go, you know what? It's dope to fucking listen to some old shit, too, because it's our time. I think I know a good way to answer that question mm. now. Mm. Um, I'm going to give an analogy to hip-hop as a growing child. Okay. Right? When hip-hop was coming up, it was beautiful. It was cute. It would say endearing things. It was sincere it was truthful. It was unfiltered. It was honest. It was just so many, like, it had so many good qualities, right? Now, to go with that sort of analogy of hip-hop being like a growing child, the hip-hop where we're at today, that child grew up to be a drug addict. Um, a fentanyl. A fucking fentanyl head. Hooked on meth, a drunk. Skid row. Skid row, misogynist, um, a fucking piece of shit, period. That's the best way I can say it. So if that's the hip hop, that's the person that it became, it's okay and understandable that I have nostalgia for hip hop when it was the cute kid. Then when it was innocent and wasn't hooked on drugs and disrespectful and all of this shit, you know what I mean? It was just, it was beautiful, you know, before whatever life veered it off the fucking rails, you know what I mean? So I think that uh, sort of epiphany I had was just that the reason I'm gra- the reason I gravitate to the older hip hop is just for that reason is because that it was when it was pure and innocent and beautiful. And I can't necessarily say that now. 
But is it a case of us being too old in a different era? Like, here's a classic example, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We talked about jazz. Mm-hmm. The early country jazz, like Ma Rainey is... I'm feeling dead because my baby's dead. Yeah. That's a different sound from swing time. Mm-hmm. World War Two, In the mood. Uh-huh. And then you go to fucking drug infested. Um, so many people from the hard bop and bebop era. Mm-hmm. Right? It was like fusion jazz. Yeah. And then fucking Jean-Luc Ponte comes in and fucking all these 94.7, the wave 90s type uh-huh. jazz. Right. So the thing is, I feel my ordeal, Mm -hmm. not yours, or maybe it is yours. Uh It just felt like, do I know some new shit or do I not know new shit? Because we're music consumers. Yeah. And in the 90s and up to the early 2000s, we promulgated or thought we were part of this L.A. underground. Like, hey, man, we kept this shit moving for all you fucking... 25 to 31 year olds yeah. just so you know we remixed we went into a studio after fucking one o'clock or 12 o'clock midnight uh shouts to noel zancanilla for uh-huh. sneakers sneaking us in at the village yeah if you understand the history of the village yeah owned by jimmy jam and terry lewis yeah so for me my my combat to that I may have to edit this. I hope you, you can rock no, it. No, no. Like, I don't watch my good porn mm-hmm. all the time because mm-hmm. it's good porn. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to my good music all the time because mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil. Yeah. You don't want to burn it out or, or yeah, yeah, I know what you I mean. I don't, man. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So for me, it was a combination. I want to say 20%. I don't want to spoil it. But 80% was insecurity because I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I got to flex, dude. Yeah. Our show is played on the Beat Junkie radio channel on Dash. So there's there's a pressure behind that. Yeah. Right? Yep. There's for a, sure. So it's interesting how you went back. Was there someone that kind of brought me reaffirmed back? it? They go, dude, that was a great era. That's one people under the stairs. I haven't listened to that podcast that you sent me yet. Fuck. That's one. Okay, so you well, even if you haven't heard the podcast, you understand how one of the most classic hip-hop battles ever in L.A. but actually Production battle. Production battle. Will I Am versus This One at the root down back in the day. This One essentially, it's undeniable, fucking destroys Will I Am. Like ugly, bro. Like disgustingly. But the reason that battle was so epic, it was almost like a battle of two hip-hop camps will i am represented hip-hop going in a more commercial direction and uh that's one represented hip-hop staying true school like og like roots pure classic fucking hip-hop not fucking some poppy fucking bullshit you know and uh wait 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 okay keep that thought yes you explained this really well mm-hmm. and please elaborate more between True school and old school. Will mm. I am had a laptop. Yep. Go and, ahead. And that's one had an MPC. You know, a drum machine, a hardware drum machine, hardware drum machine. Um, I guess you could say like, um, that's one was still making sample based hip hop, which is the origins of hip hop is sampling old records. You know what I mean? And 
all that comes along with that. And Will I Am was doing sort of like, I don't know, dude, like just computer based non sample music. Again, it was just, it was a more commercial sound. And I'm not even here to knock Will I Am because obviously the Black Eyed Peas went on to do fucking big things. But just because they had commercial success, yes, dude. Uh huh. Keep going. Sorry. Just because Black Eyed Peas had commercial success doesn't mean um, they t- they did any favors to the genre of hip hop. Like they didn't necessarily like. I don't know how, what's the word I'm looking for. You're talking about that's what that's what they did. You're talking about Will I Am. Will I Am watered down hip hop. That's one try to keep it fucking raw. And the battle and not that, real. Raw. Raw. And the battle that night was just that. It was a battle about trying to keep hip hop raw or fucking polish it to commercial whatever. Let me compliment your point real quick. Okay. So this is like Will I Am trying to play this. What the fuck is this shit, right? That's so good. And he had like an iMac. Yeah. That's garbage, dude. So, I can't even play yeah, that much I of can't. it. So, Will I Am, he put out stuff on the BBE label, like he used Planet Asia. Great. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But as far as for him, there was something anecdotal to him. Like, it felt like, oh, I'm going to be jiggy. I'm going to be commercial. I'm going to do this. Where's the love shit? Fucking yeah. boom, boom, pow. Yeah. And then I'm going to earn my undergroundness by doing, putting something out on the BBE, BBE label. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just, it didn't work. So uh, keep going and I'm going to look for how Thez one destroyed. Fucking he murdered Will Because I you am. were there live that night. Yeah. I could not get in. That, that night to me was one of the most impactful hip hop moments of my entire existence with the genre. It was so that guy to this day will always have my absolute love and respect for what he was fighting for. And this was a beat battle, but what he was fighting for was sort of like the purity of hip hop against the the fucking tyranny of fucking hip hop, which is what Will I am honestly came to embody at that fucking point. And the fact that it was undeniable, like that's one fucking destroyed Will I am. Like ugly, bro. Can I give an audio example? Yeah. Okay, so this is Will I am trying to call out Fez One. Yeah. So he's like he's like looking at him. Mm-hmm. And like Trying to purport like, dude, I'm bringing the heat. Yeah. I'm like, what is this shit? This is like computer bullshit. Dude, and William got so desperate that night. Like at one point he takes off his shirt in the beat battle to like sort of hype up the crowd or whatever. But it was like a desperate attempt by a, like a drowning man. You know what I mean? Because he like from beat to beat, like that's one just owned him, dude. Like, like. It was so awesome, dude. So to see that and to be part of that night. Um, but so going back to just full circle to our point about the nostalgia of hip hop, 
if that moment in LA represented that break in hip hop where it went from commercial and veered away from true school, I realized that like I don't want to, I didn't want to go in the direction of the fucking peas. I wanted to go in the direction of people under the stairs and that's one and what he was doing. And to this day, that guy is an absolute fucking maniac, like ranks up there with a Q-tip and a Pete Rock, you know? Um, go ahead. You're gonna so what we'll do is we'll do a post analysis. Yeah. We'll let it play. Mm-hmm. So basically what's happening here is this is Thez one about to close mm-hmm. the battle, right? You know, yeah. Will I Am did whatever that bugged out fucking Alibaba shit, yeah. right? And then Thez one. Mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the hardware of this. Is this a... It's an old school drum machine. It's not a TR-404, right? It's even older. It's like from the 60s. Like, it's like an old, old drum machine. So, let me give suspense. Yeah. At first, the beat, you go, huh, what is he playing? Mm -hmm. Beautiful beat. Mm -hmm. Great kick. And then the utilization of um, what I guess you would uh, consider not a symbol, but um, it was like a a co-conga mm-hmm. type sound. So here he is, right? And he's telling the promoters like, dude, you got to turn this up because you're going to lose the essence. Right? Yeah. Hard. Which, by the way, to this yeah. day, I I want to hear something to build off that. Yeah, this is a hard minimal beat. Yeah, and I was like thinking, like, oh, he's gonna drop like some murder type sound, mm-hmm. but right, so dope. go right here so he said he got his computer yeah that's what's up yeah. so he's all hardware and if you could describe like back me up on this if, if i'm correct the drum machine is as big as like a desktop yeah it's a big like an early 2000 desktop yeah. but removed so you see the insights of how vintage yep and possibly the necessity to have it like exposed. Yeah. Imagine like a desktop with like the RAM showing up, all the fucking uh, utilize electronic fucking connection to the hard drive. Mm-hmm. And this is what he plays. <laughs> we'll do post analysis. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you the honors because you actually made it out. Okay. This was at GABA. Yep. On Sunset by like the 101, if I remember things correctly. At a classic hip hop club. Rep, uh, hosted by an LA legend, RIP uh, DJ Dusk. 
Um, just everybody who was anybody in the fucking scene was here to see this fucking epic. This was like the rumble in the jungle, bro. Sure. Great this example. Was, dude, this was like hip hop titans going blow to blow. And uh, fucking that's one just mopped him up, dude. Like mopped, fucking smashed Will I am with his own fucking beat. There that is. is insane, bro. Like, and he's just like, yeah, you got your fucking computer. I'm going to redo your beat on fucking gear from the fucking 60s and make it sound better than even your fucking computer bullshit. I mean, the crowd, look, you heard the crowd. The crowd was like, oh my fucking God. The crowd reaction alone just tells you just how fucking... That guy's a fucking animal, dude. Now, look, do you mind if I play it again? Please do. So here's the thing. It took a while, mm-hmm. which is like three bars mm-hmm. to go. Wait, wait, wait. He just fucked him in the mouth? Yeah. He just yeah. fucked Will I Am in the mouth. Ugly, dude. So, again, my God, dude. Yeah. yeah. Wait. This had to be the predecessor for the TR. It's like Roland sound, right? Way back, bro. Like even way, way back. Yeah. Here he goes. <laughs> it took. It took three bars. Three bars to go. Oh, shit. That was, and that was the last beat that they were each playing. This was their final beat. He'd fucked them up on every other beat before that. But to like end the battle by smashing Willingham with his own fucking beat, bro, that's like, that's, there's no words for that. I mean, that's just like, if you're Will I Am, you just fucking pissed and shit on yourself. Like you know, you just got destroyed. There's n- the way I couldn't follow Maureen on the previous fucking pod. I you can't follow that. There's nothing you could do that's gonna save you. You just got fucking murdered. Period. And and, and you know what is um, I don't want to say tragic mm-hmm. because after the peas made a lot of their. Commercial success. Uh-huh. They tried to go underground. Yeah. Which, what made it, made me not disregard what they've accomplished for music. Yeah. But he goes, you had this in you still? Yeah. You had this in you still? Yeah. Because I would think you'd go full-blown fucking Taylor Swift. Yeah. You fucking Katy Perry the fuck out of everything already. Yeah. But you had this in you? That's, uh, it's not, it's not a good look. And you can't go back once you've Katy Perry the fuck out of every hip hop. And then you try to go back to Roots. No one's trying to fuck with you anymore. And, And that's, so again, to circle back to your question, what was it that made me sort of, reevaluate my stance on uh sort of like 
the beauty and impact of early hip hop, it's moments like that. Like that was like right before it took a turn for the fucking worst. And this was at least one guy who was fighting to preserve a legacy that needed to be uh, upheld, you know? And there's a lot of other guys like that, to be honest. There's not, it's not just this one, but that's one to this day, bro. He never, uh, he never let down the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the torch or like, um, he, he stayed true to his roots from day one, never swayed, never tried to go commercial. And because of that, to this day, that guy will always have the utmost love of like the hip hop community, you know, because they know the work he put in. Um, and even it must have been even frustrating to see someone like fucking Will I Am, you know, like going to the heights he went to, you know, um, while he just tried to kind of like Kim Hill and Fergie, right? Sure. Kim Hill didn't want to sell out. Fergie was like fucking pumps and bumps or whatever the fuck, you know? Um, but people love Kim Hill because she just never sold fucking out. Even though she didn't make the money that they made, she kept it real, you know? Yeah, and, and there's one thing to... And I don't want this to be like a knock on Will I Am and mm -hmm. Black Eyed Peas type mm -hmm. thing. But there is something to... Um, To preserving both, both career, make some money, but also put out some good shit. Yeah. And even honestly, it does sound like I am knocking the Black Eyed Peas. Well, we are. And we are. But at the same time, I do have to give them their props. So I can't totally knock them. And there was some Black Eyed Peas, their early Black Eyed Peas shit. Uh, who were you saying who had early shit? Earlier, we were just talking about uh, an artist earlier. And you were like, dude... Uh, Green Day. Right. You said Green Day, their early shit was fucking phenomenal. I can say the same shit about Black Eyed Peas. It's not that they put out fucking trash. Their early shit was fucking amazing. They just kind of went pop later on, you know? Yeah, I mean, this song right here, which is what, you know, uh, Fez One flipped. Oh, uh, this sounds like 128 kilo kilobits let me try and pick something with higher uh higher bit rate okay much better they would have stayed five figures in their income yeah and do you know what there's something about kim hill's militant i can respect it yeah where she goes fuck that dude yeah Wow. You know, this is simple is good. Yeah. This is simple, harmonious indie underground with some commercial flavor. And again, not to pick on them, but there's a lot of artists that we've enjoyed that started off fucking incredible, and then they they went commercial and just kind of like fucking. Like, and honestly, like, not to knock, but like, Dwelle in the beginning, amazing, went pop and just fucking. Ugh. He tasted that McDonald's. Fucking Jill. Money, dude. Jill Scott, same shit. Jill Scott, Jesus Christ, amazing artist. And then 
Yeah, yeah, but that's the snobbiness, though. And now she's doing fucking farmers insurance commercials or fucking uh, nationwide. Is right. On your, right. Like, really, dude? Jill, you're doing nationwide insurance commercials? Like, bro. Let me compliment that, but let me play like underground Kim Hill. We kept it real, right? This is our boy, Chris. Look how dope that shit is. I know, dude. dude. Shout out to P, dude. And dude, her lyrics is so painful. It is, dude. You know they recorded this at Chris's bathroom? Did they really? Yeah. Crazy. But that's dope. That makes this even awesome. Even more awesome. Like today. Here you go. Hills Oh, Pain Dudes Hill Street Blues Ground They forget Changes. Yeah. Her key changes were so amazing. Yeah. Shit, right now. Yeah, man. I mean, I th- I still feel there's room for this, but you're gonna have to like work in cybersecurity, sell real estate. Yeah. But 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 there is still room for this to be a magical, respected. Genre. The I had mentioned earlier that I was listening to Barack Obama's uh, book. Uh-huh. Know, he brought up this good point. He goes, look, at the end of the day, I knew in the term of my presidency, I wasn't going to change the world. But I also knew that I was just, one, I was like a, the next step in getting us closer to a more perfect world. And I'm good with that, right? So I think with someone like uh, maybe like a Kim Hill or even a Thess One, they knew they weren't necessarily going to get like commercial success or make a shit ton of money in music, but they knew that they would inspire maybe the next generation of artists who might get the commercial success that they never would attain, right? And I think there's something very admirable about that because... It's not ego-based, you know? It's like, they just know, like, I'm just playing my part, and and I'm good with that, you know? Like, again, I'm not going to change the world. They knew their lane. They knew their lane. Like, I'm just going to stick here, and I might not have the same commercial successes of Black Eyed Peas, but I'm going to inspire the next generation of artists who might, with this sound, take things further, you know? I'm just, I'm passing the baton, you know? And I think that's so admirable, you know, like, um, and, and that's how I view artists like that, like a Kim Hill and a, and a Thess one, they were okay with like, I'm not going to be fucking huge, but I'm going to keep it real. And, and I understand because I'm half Chinese, half Filipino, mm-hmm. the Filipino side art, love the Chinese side, fucking money, yo, yeah. money, 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 make some money. So, uh, since we're talking about nostalgia, I personally feel 
and I don't mean this in the I put my foot down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A hip hop and R and B or hip hop and soul thing could have taken off. Mm-hmm. So we just heard Presto's production with Kim Hill. Yeah, this is like my top ten songs ever. Oh shit! Okay, ever. So this is DJ Spinner and Adia Davenport. Yeah, yo, yo. Call me a sex guy cause I'm willing to do what you only imagine in dreams The triple X that you only see in scenes You don't need little blue pills of ginseng I just wanna see your booty pop out the How warm is that bass line? We can do what we do. It's, it's gotta be a mold I haven't heard this shit We like Bill and Camille but in the sheets We go to war like Mr. and Mrs. Let them know Fine sick I got your love on lock And everybody wanna ask me how Cause I'm the only dog that tames your sex kitten Yo here you go, Dora. Here you go. So incredible. Watch this. You won't see it, but well, I am filming it. But watch, yeah, changes the key. My God, dude. What that track is a good example of is uh, the artists we're talking about earlier, the sort of foundation they laid. Now that's the direction hip hop can go. They picked it up. Yeah, it, it's not it's not pop. It's still very true and it's 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 fucking hip hop, it's soul, it's like funk, it's R and B, it's everything. But it's not selling out. It's still staying true. Now, I the, honestly, like, that song probably never had commercial success. No, not but, at all. But it's definitely the next evolution of the sounds we were talking about earlier where it progressed. I mean, that's full-on orchestration. That's beautiful. That's a well-composed fucking song, well-produced song. But it never blew up. And that's crazy. That's fucking crazy, dude. Because that's... Um, so what I'm looking for again that's just the evolution of the sound but without sounding fucking out that's all I can that's the best way I can say it dude. so for the audience this is the Sex God remix by DJ Spinner so you guys need to look that up I know we're not asking people to buy it yeah but just go to YouTube and type Sex God DJ Spinner remix because it's just one of those incredible songs yeah dude Again, you don't have to. S- you can make song that has more commercial appeal, sure, but without selling out. And I think that's the point. There's a fine nuance or distinction there that I think we're. That's what I've been trying to illustrate. You can move the sound, the sound on, but you don't have to fucking water it down. That's not watered down hip hop. That's fucking gold. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, and, and the thing is like. I used to feel bad, mm-hmm. but no, I'm going to be Clark Kent and put up the Superman S and be yeah. like, 
No, this is just dope. It's dope. It's not watered down. So let me compliment your point about Jill Scott. Okay. This is a track called Phrenology okay. with the Roots. All right. And this is probably one of the more um, my favorite track um, made by the Roots. Okay. Um, there was me. So she she does a bunch of like fucking spoken word. Life. Two turntables. So let me. me. So that's kind of like what the Roots was producing. So it comes off hard, right? Okay. And then fucking they come up with this song. And I know we're spoiled, dude. We're snobs, but mm. more of this, dude. Yeah. have to put out a whole album like this yeah. do your commercial shit one give me yeah. one in the album yeah Physically in this, but how can we tell if we was meant to be in bliss if you're not mentally as well? This energy is sending me as tricky as hell. Usually it's like a 50 50. We could take a L before we start things at this point. Sure. Being a by the way, Black Thought, most underrated MC ever. Oh, yeah. I know it probably shouldn't feel like this, but any other woman I see is in your likeness. It's from your cheekbone. So, I mean, that, that, that that's an example of a track that I really love. There is a joint that uh, Black Thought. Black Thought mm-hmm. uh, just came out with. No, it's not Black Thought. Black Thought. It's um. Sorry, guys. I'm looking up into all my sources, and I think it's on Bandcamp under my wish list. Um. You guys are gonna fucking kill me, and I'm not gonna edit this because. I'm sick and tired of editing. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pain in the ass. Um, Let me look it up on... On another fucking... It might be in my email. Jesus Christ, this is like compelling podcasting here. Do I want to edit this? No, I'm probably not. Fuck it, unfiltered. Okay, there is a joint that Black Thought Black Thought was in. Um, and we'll we'll get close to rapping because you know. Um, it's one of those. Here you go. Oh fuck me! Pat myself in the back, Charles. Found it. So this is L. El Mikel's Affair and Black Thought. Mm-hmm. And this was released February 2023. All right. So here we go. New joint. There's sampling. There's live or instrumentation. Uh-huh. And there's emceeing. Ready? Yep. They use fucking shopper ranks. No, they didn't. Really? 
money, two for the hustle and one for the night times. <laughs> Cradle for the city like a comforter. Prime time for the predators who come to hunt for the jumps. Carrying them high notes like a trumpeter. They shoot as straight as arrows and run through the shadows as sons of a gun or dirty young cavalaros with marks on their collars where they hump from the gallows. Their lust for the dollars keep them red like the tarot. Making fiends, influencing people. Dale Carnegie's with big dreams and get rich quick. They fail horribly now. They play the avenue of the dam with other pickpockets and fiends and gambling mans. And they just come at all the noodles where resistance is futile. Business is usual to blow out your wig like French poodles. Never end in pursuit of the American dream. When it takes everything, is still a regular theme. Listen. Elevating the sound, but not fucking selling it out. So, so there is. So, I, I guess at least me, maybe more selfish for you and I. Uh huh. Fuck nostalgia playing, because we have enough digging skill to go like, no, there is still dope shit that's kind of like past the baton to modern yeah, time. Yeah. From the nineties, new dope shit. You just have to dig for it. You know. And uh, yeah, and it might not have commercial fucking play, but it's fucking critically amazing. You know, like that that's fucking hard. That's undeniable. I don't give a fuck what the fucking popular masses think about it. That's undeniable, dude. Al Michael's Affair and fucking fucking Black Thought killing it. It's fucking live instrumentation and then sampling Shabba Ranks. There is room. Dude, that's ugly. There, there is room. Yeah, yeah. Like dude. everyone can succeed. Yeah. And it, and and maybe check me. Well, it's hard because we're like minded, mm-hmm. but I just feel like maybe we're not A and R's. Mm-hmm. But there is room for this shit, dude. I f- I honestly feel, dude, no bullshit. Like even like I was talking about my boy Don earlier. I'm giving him fucking mixes that fucking I've done in 2006 that he's like, why is nobody playing this fucking shit today? You know, we'll put it up on believe, dude. You know, it's just like, 
good music is fucking timeless. You know what I mean? And if you dig for good music, it does 20, 30 years from now, it will still fucking hold up. That track that you just played, 20, 30 years from now, I guarantee you will It's hard. It's hard. It will still fucking hold up. It's fucking, it's art. That's it. It's just unadulterated, unfiltered, pure fucking art. And that will hold the test of time, you know? You know, I just feel like everyone consumes like a wild variety, right? Like Mm -hmm. whether if it's... Uh, movies, mm-hmm. TV shows. Like, there's so many TV shows I haven't even watched. Everyone's yeah. told me, like, there's so many shows on HBO Max that are, like, dope. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm a listener. Yeah. I haven't had the time to watch because if my mom needs me at 3 a.m., yeah. I, I can't only listen. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I have to fucking edit that out. God damn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but I I mean I just wanted because you said that that mm. you know what I'm tired of fucking defending or re liking or having to fucking be pressured about like liking the golden era. Yeah, because uh, I'm thankful that you said that because then now I can feel like yeah we could we could still like it and there is new shit. Because yeah. a lot of people just talk about nostalgia, but we find new shit. New shit. It's you can appreciate both basically. Sure. It, it, put it, if I was still like DJing actively, I it would be a mix of like a song like that with some fucking golden era shit, you know. But it's again, it's paying homage to the past, but giving a nod to the fucking future. You know what I mean? Like this is where it came from, and this is what we're into, and so we know the foundation that was laid. Let's give respect to those people, the tribe called Quest, the fucking Peak Rocks. All of these fucking people, you know what I mean? But like now, look what look what was built on that foundation. That's exciting, you know what I mean? And we can play that too, you know. And more than likely, this isn't getting played on your commercial radio stations, your fucking power one hundred sixes and ninety two point threes. But dude, come on! But just to wrap, it's interesting mm-hmm. where podcasting is gone. Mm-hmm. Podcasting has helped us be eloquent. Yeah. Instead of just playing the mix. Yeah. Like much love to like the Baker Boys, uh Sway and Tech, yeah. uh Stretch and Bobito. Yeah. They they were the ones that, you know, they would talk about it lightly. Yeah. It was about brevity. Yeah. But at least like thank God for podcasting. We can stretch now. Yeah. We can go into more detail and depth and right. And and, and educate and entertain. For sure. Yeah. Signing off, man. Uh, The Post Analog Podcast. Peace. The Post Analog Podcast. For Generation X. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.